Hey there, bud. Welcome back to the podcast. It is episode number six. 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 We're getting up there. We are already on number six, boys and girls. And it is a Thursday night. Just finished up watching some football. And we're going to talk about that game in a second. I'm Shane Lutz. I'm Vinny Larson. And this is Hey There, Bud. We we don't have a music cue for that. Yet. We don't have That'd a music cue for that because I was waiting for like a nice tune, you know, to like do, start up. Do, 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 yeah, do. Yeah. See, we don't we don't have a budget or anything, so I mean, we have a guitar. Oh, we should break out uh, the guitar. We'll, we'll do the guitar soon. We'll we'll do the guitar <sighs> soon. We can make our own homemade like tune. Got some fresh strings on that too. Oh hell yeah, dude. I haven't tuned it in like maybe a year now, but <laughs> maybe it'll probably uh, need a little love, yeah. a little clean up, a little bit. It's all right, bud. Yeah. But uh, I mean, since we can't make our own jingle, let's just segue into the first topic that we're going to talk <laughs> about anyway. So let me let me just start off by saying that that Thursday night football game, Vinny, yeah. was a lot closer. Well, actually, you know what? It was about as close as I expected. I yeah. should say. Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. We got Deshaun Watson versus Jacoby Brissett. Two epic, amazing arm talent quarterbacks who can run, who can mess with your mind. And then uh, the guy who threw the football more came out on top, Deshaun Watson. He threw two TDs. He had a he had an interception in the game, but he uh, overcame that and Texans beat the Colts twenty seventeen. The Colts were mostly running the ball most of the game. In fact, um, on their two touchdown drives in the game, they had 18 plays in those two drives, and 17 of those plays were running plays. Only one was a passing play in that whole drive. So the Colts were a bit one-dimensional in the game, I think is what cost them the game. But I don't know. What do you think about the game? Um, I mean, I've always been a fan of defensive football. You know me, I, I love my defense, right? I love looking over and everything. But so, I mean, it wasn't like crazy, like, you know, it wasn't six to three or anything, but it was nice to see, um, you know, not a crazy high score. Um, even with, you know, Houston's got a pretty explosive offense, at least to D Hop. Um, what did you dude, call him earlier? What did I call Denard. Denard. Denard Hopkins, dude. <laughs> I was like, what's that guy's name? Denard? <laughs> um,. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I expected the Texans to win. They had a rough week last week against the Ravens. Um, who whooped the shit out of them. You know, the Ravens stomped on the Texans last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like Jacoby Prisett's um, knee injury definitely had an impact on this game. Yeah. You know, when, when you're a quarterback, even, I know it's not his planting foot. Um, and it's not necessarily it's like throwing arm or anything, but still, that, that still has an impact on your footwork and your timing with your throws. And it's, and that's your, you know, um, that's the leg he's stepping into. And, you know, it d- depends on how far you can step. Like if you're throwing off your back foot, you don't want to be doing that. So most of the game, he's trying to throw off that lead foot there in the front. And that's hard when you have, you know, a knee injury and a knee brace and it probably feels uncomfortable. So, I feel like that had a bigger impact than what we heard from the announcers from Joe Buck and Aikman. Yeah. Um, I think they talked about it a bit. I guess we didn't really listen to them much, but yeah, I mean, they, it was a good game to watch. I liked it. Um, it was close. Yeah. Williams was a, was a good backup to Mac in this game. Um, since Mac got injured. Yeah. It was a fun game to watch some big plays and everything. Yeah, there were some big plays, man. Deshaun Watson threw a bunch of bombs to Will Fuller. Yeah. Will Fuller will have a random game where he just puts up over 100 yards, and fantasy owners are pissed. They don't know what to do with them. They don't know what to do with Will Fuller. It used and, to be weird because, like, like, literally when he played with Deshaun Watson, it was every week he played with Deshaun Watson, he had a touchdown until this year. Yeah. Because, like, the big problem with Will Fuller in his recent years was injuries. Then he's... I think he's still had an injury this year, but like then he's finally like healthy for most of the year with Deshaun Watson and suddenly he's just up and down. 
It was weird. It's like, okay, I don't know what to think about that then. Yeah, maybe uh, part of it has to do with the Texans' offense maybe being up and down in general. Because there were, because yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you look at Deshaun Watson last week; he didn't play very well. And uh, and then who were they playing last week? Se- not Seattle, was the it? Ravens. Ravens. That's right. Yeah, Ravens' defense is pretty, pretty good. They're pretty potent. Yeah. And uh, and Deshaun Watson had no answers for that defense. Yeah, I think Deshaun Watson just the Texans in general. You know, I think Bill O'Brien did a better job with that game. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I didn't get to watch much of it, but three points though, and you're against like, if you want to, you know, try to be one of the more top contenders in the AFC, which technically now they're leading the division, you know, their playoff spot. You put up three points and you give up over forty to, you know, pretty much the top AFC opponent. That doesn't look good. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I guess the, the only thing that matters is by playoff time if they're able to win, then you know, okay. But right as of right now, it's not looking good if they're going to face the Ravens or the Patriots um, in the playoffs if they if they want to get to the Super Bowl. Agreed. I I, uh, I noticed something with the Colts too because they had they had every chance in the world to win this game. I thought with the Colts, I noticed there were some key drops from T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, that were that were they big. they were going to be big gains too. Key, but he like situations key situations, but he dropped each pass. And if he didn't drop those passes, who knows what the outcome of this game yeah. would have been? Because I mean, but, yeah, was throwing him in there for him. Yeah, Brissett, he's very accurate with the football. A very accurate quarterback. Yeah. He he has very few interceptions this year. He's very smart with the football. Right. Uh, a lot smarter than I expected. He's he's been a. A pleasant surprise to watch. Yeah, he's a pretty safe quarterback, you know, but it's definitely fine for that offense. Frank Reich, what he likes to do with the, his offense, he still likes to run the football well. He likes his offensive line, and, um, you know, he doesn't care if you, you know, kind of dink and dunk the whole way and yeah. the ball a bunch. You know, like you said, 18 runs out of 19 plays and two touchdowns. That's that's insane in modern NFL. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, that was just a, it was a good game. Houston came out on top, and they're, now they're leading the AFC South. Congrats! S- seven and four, seven and four records. So they're looking pretty good. I mean, I don't know if they'll win for sure the AFC South or not. It's it's still mm-hmm. up in the air to me. But uh, moving over to d- other divisions, too. Moving to the NFC North, looking at the the last game between Minnesota and Denver. Because we want to talk about that game too. That was a crazy game. The it looked like the Vikings were DOA. In the first half, gave up twenty points. They were down twenty nothing in the first half, and they looked like shit. But then Kirk Cousins was like, "Hold my beer," in the second half, and decided to just you know casually throw what was it four touchdowns? Or no, he threw three touchdowns. Touchdowns and Delvin Cook got the fourth one. And yeah, the Vikings came back and won twenty seven twenty three. That was that was a pretty crazy game. I mean, it was just a, a tale of two teams or tale of two halves. And it was a tale of two halves, and man, that that it was just crazy that the game ended that way. I was, I was, uh, I was kind of surprised that the game went the way it did. I mean, that that was the first time in the last five years that a team came back from over twenty, from twenty or more points down in the first half mm-hmm. to win the game. Yep. So it, it's a, it's a pretty crazy game. Yeah, you know. Um... Watching it, like, before the game, you know, you're expecting a win from the Vikings. You know, they have, um, you know, they're at home is a big thing, right? Broncos, as good as their defense is, still have that shittier offense with a young quarterback. So you're thinking, oh, maybe, I mean, it's going to be a tougher win just because they have that good of a defense. But you're thinking, okay, but we we should be able to get the win pretty solidly, though. You know, maybe a little slow in the first half, but we, we, we were able to get the win. Um, but clearly it didn't start, it didn't start like that. Um, so yeah, the first half, um, what I saw from that, from the offense is similar to what we did with the bears when we played them at soldier field was just a lot of like forcing the run. You know, I understand, like I've, we talked about this before, but like, I understand having an identity in offense and liking to pound the rock and, you know, run the ball well, and, you know, that's what you like to do. 
But if you're against a certain defense or opponent and they're going to sell out to stop the run, you have to change the game plan. You have to come in with a better game plan, especially. What Kevin Stefanski did and Gary Kubiak with the offense this week, they did not come up with a good game plan this week. Uh, before the game. That was, that was kind of embarrassing. They kept trying to force it and everything. Um, and then what they did um, before second half started, they literally they went from lineup heavy personnel under center, trying to run the football to spreading out the ball, mm. playing more spread, spreading it out, going shotgun, throwing a bunch. Um, they still did work the run game a little bit, and especially those nice play-action bootlegs to the left especially. But, yeah, we started to just completely change the way our offense did and spread out the ball and did more of a hurry-up offense. Um, apparently, we did, we ran a lot of the two-minute two-minute drive plays within those first two drives. Um, and what Kevin Savansky did on the sideline was he literally just drew up plays on the whiteboard to run for the next couple drives for our hurry-up offense for different passing plays. Um, wow. Which, when I heard that, that's what makes me love Kevin Stefanski. Like, you know, even if it wasn't a good game plan coming in, you know, it's still like to be able to come up with plays like that and to, just the willingness to just say, you know what, I was wrong. Our offense is working right now. We're going to switch it up. And that's what I love about our talent too on the team and coaching stuff that we have the talent to be able to run completely different type of offense each week and out, different weeks and weeks out. And that's why I've always loved about the Patriots that the Patriots do the H week. That's how they've been able to win so many games and Super Bowls each year. It's because they're not focused on okay, we're just we're a team that runs the ball, we're a team that throws the ball. Obviously there's a lot of different, you know, there's more depth than just are we running or passing you notes, know, different um things going on with both of those things. But um, you know, to just that be more like water, like Bruce Lee said <laughs> for, for the for an offense or especially even a defense um and that's what was great to see in the second half um it was also nice to see Kirk Cousins against the top five defense um come back from that much and especially fourth quarter comeback as well it was nice to see you know because he gets shit on a lot he's been bringing the he's been bringing the shit this year I mean aside from one or two games he's been playing phenomenally and he probably doesn't get much credit, but I I did love his response to that, though. He's like, well, you know what? I'm a quarterback making millions of dollars playing in the NFL. He's, like, living his dreams. Like, it, it comes with a position. I still think he gets it more than he should. Yeah. But still, you know, I, I liked his response. And um, But, yeah, I, for, for the Vikings overall, that was just a great game to see. Usually we lose those games that look like the Bills game from last year when it just – Started off terribly and just kept going south. Um, and then at least with the defense, um, you know, it wasn't as bad as it looked because it wasn't like guys were just running around wide open. You know, there's some great coverage, and then they just made a great play. Sometimes that happens. And a lot of Broncos' offense in the first half was kind of this gimmicky type shit, right? And that's why they only got a field goal in the second half because <laughs> we um, – you know, like Mike Zimmer does his adjustments, and we played well for the second half. Aside from that last drive, which I was like, do not fucking lose this game. This is young quarterback on the last drive. Um, I still think they got pretty lucky at the end there. Uh, Curse played phenomenally in that last drive for them, especially when they had like three plays at the goal line pretty much to win it, you know. But yeah, that's a. That's my uh, take on that game. <laughs> nice and long. An in-depth analysis <laughs> by by old Vincent Larson here. You uh, you really seem to know your shit when it comes to the Vikings. I do. I do like to watch the Vikings. I haven't watched. Uh, I didn't get to watch the the film this week. Um, but maybe we can start doing that moving forward. Have like a a game plan for the next opponent, maybe, and a breakdown of sure the previous week. Yeah. I'm down for whatever, man. Mm-hmm. I want uh, I want us to evolve as a podcast. You yeah. know. I want us to start talking about more in-depth coverage about the mm. games. I don't care what game it is. I don't care if it's Minnesota. I don't care if it's New England. I don't care if it's even the piece of crap Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals, dude. The Bengals, dude. Up. 
fins of Dolphins oh. fans. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't care. I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever, man. I I I want this podcast to grow. I want our listeners to uh, appreciate what we have going here for this podcast. And I hope they like it. And I and I and I hope you I hope you uh, lovely fans love what uh, what we're bringing to the table here. Because you know we try to like have fun with our sports talk, um, but we also want to get them to learn about sports and the more intricate stuff about right. it too. We want to educate the fans. We want to show that we're more than just a bunch of we're just a couple of goons, you know. Because yeah, we we are a couple of goons, but you know we're we're more than that, right? We we have depth, don't we? Uh, no. Well, I mean, you might, but <laughs> I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm. Like I mean, I'm totally down with it, man. Getting a couple, a little bit more of a breakdown. Yeah. Obviously, we can't do any sort of breakdown with the Vikings this week because they are on a bye. They are on a bye, which is kind of nice. That's a perfect time for a bye, I think. You know, it's like it's not too early, obviously, but I don't think it's too late either. Yeah, and it's not like in the middle. Like a lot of people would like right, right smack dab in the middle, but but then it still feels long at the end, you know. And then if you make the playoffs, that's more than eight weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, I think I think it's a it's a one of the better times at least for a bye week. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Because uh, you look at a team like San Francisco, they had a bye week week four, I think it was. Was it really? Yeah, there's some, their their bye week was week four, wow. and uh, it, it's pretty crazy having a bye week that early. No matter what team you are, I just. I've, I I agree with you. I think having a later bye week is more beneficial, especially if you're a playoff team. You're going to need a later bye week, I think, so you, you feel a little, a slight bit more rested, like yeah. down the stretch the rest exactly. of the season. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time uh, for, for for this team. And then the the what other team is on bye right now? Uh, the Dolphins. Fins up? Are I they? Don't know. Let's look it up. I feel like we should be more prepared for these podcasts sometimes, be. but you know what? I it it's fine, man. People, they you know, they're just a part of it with us here. Well, the thing is, too, the I was uh, I was trying to look at my fantasy team here. Yeah, we're we're part of the last group of bye weeks. We're with the Cardinals, Chiefs, and Chargers. Cardinals, Chiefs, Chargers. This is the last week for bye weeks. Cardinals, Chiefs, Chargers. And the those are some four. big. Those are some big teams for bye weeks in terms of fantasy, because you have. Yeah, they really are. Because I mean, especially with the with the Chiefs, if you have Tyree Kill on your team or Patrick Mahomes, yep. I'm sure you guys are uh, Travis trying to uh, Travis Kelsey. I'm sure you guys are kind of scrambling to try and find a replacement for those guys, and um, or if you're uh, or if you're a Philip Rivers guy, let's go, go Philip. Man, the poor guy. I mean, he's been he's been around. The, he's been, he's been <laughs> in the been league long so time, long. Maybe. Him and Eli and Roethlisberger, they're all starting to fall apart. You know, he's part of that like generation that we grew up with quarterbacks. Yeah, but it's, it's weird to watch these guys get this old now. Yeah, they're all old, and Philip Rivers has more kids than than I <laughs> than I have owed to my student loans so far. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, you got Ben Roethlisberger, who just looks like a fat Will Ferrell, <laughs> and then uh, and he's not even playing. And then Eli Manning with Eli his derp, Manning's not playing. Eli Derpface Manning is just not even playing anymore. You're right. He's just he's just sitting on the bench while Daniel Jones is throwing picks. <laughs> Daniel Jones. <laughs> so I mean, it's just a it, it's Weird a it's an anticlimactic ending to right. uh, some of these great quarterbacks. It's a shift. But with Philip Rivers in particular, it's it's really sad to watch, man. I mean, the past couple of weeks, guys have been throwing picks left and right. You you know he's you know he could still play. You know there's a spark still there. He wants to keep going. But Philip, my goodness, man, you just you gotta stop throwing the picks. You can't be like Brett Favre and just throw picks wherever you want. Like, no, you gotta be smarter with the football, that's, that's buddy. Did he, I don't know. If, do you think Philip's a regular guy, regular jeans? Mm. More Levi. I can see more rocking the Levi. I don't know. He has so many kids. You you think he'd have more dad looking attire? You know. Yeah. What is a dad jean? 
Wrangler sounds like Wrangler that. would be a good dad jean, yeah. maybe. Otherwise, I mean, you have like that carpenter's loop, the belt loop. Oh yeah, my side. dad's got that belt oh, that yeah. loop, and my dad's got the little uh, the the leg pocket too, like a little leg yes. pocket, tiny one that keep, yep. that he keeps his flip phone in. Let's <laughs> go! Cool. Shout out to Cliff Lutz, my dad. Let's <laughs> go! Cool. Um, do you think Philip Rivers wears New Balance shoes? Oh yeah, the white ones. Sure. And they get they have grass stains on them. They're mowing the lawn. Yeah, mowing the lawn, grilling. I mean, he's got. What's he gonna do with all those kids? He gotta be grilling something. I'm sure he <laughs> just like has this huge grill that he just throws on like a cow each night. Just to, like, let me tell you something, family. dude. He's probably grilling up millions of dollars. So that's what he's making right now he's making in the league. Regardless of, of how money. many interceptions, he's still got a lot of money. Yeah, man. The guy, the guy's loaded, and he's got a million kids with. Uh, you know, it's a, with a great wife, and I'm, I'm, he seems like he's pretty happy with his life, man. But uh, football uh, life, maybe. But. It's football life, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a shame that man never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, because because he went to one one AFC Championship game appearance, and that's it. Yeah, he didn't seem to show up that well in the playoffs. You know, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. You know, just he didn't really show up in the playoffs. Those big games. I mean, look at how. They got destroyed last year in the playoffs. Remember that? Look, it's the Patriots. I mean, which time? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like last year they didn't. Like, oh, so many years, and it's just, you know, I still don't think he's a bad quarterback. I, got, I don't think, like, it was completely his fault in, no. in those games. Which I don't, you know, I don't, I, I don't try to, like, to place a, a loss on one player, regardless who it is, but. You know, he, he didn't show up that well in the playoff games. Um, it's not like he did terribly, but he also didn't do very good. Yeah. But, you know, I think a part of his regressions is, I think a lot of it is his arm talent right now. His arm is regressing. And what he likes to do a lot is he likes to, um, you know, he tries to throw receivers open. So if a receiver's covered, he throws in the spot to get them open. They run towards the ball, and that's what it's a it's a, it's a lot of tight coverage throws and tight tight window. But when your arm talent regresses, you can't throw the ball um, with as much mustard. You can't throw it as far. It's harder to make those type of throws. So when you get older like this, and you're still trying to make those throws and those tight coverage, that's where those picks can come from. Unless you're Tom Brady. Unless you're Tom Brady, who just too good. He just—he's he's a different type of quarterback, but they're still both kind of pocket passers. But he's definitely a different type of pocket passer. They say Father Time is undefeated, right? Well, Tom Brady's making a hell of a fight. TV twelve. He's putting up a hell of a fight against Father Time yeah. right now. Um, but with Philip Rivers, I mean, the guy's had a wonderful career. I mean, he's top ten in pretty much every passing category ever. Um. Hats off. Hats off to that man. Great respect. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, though, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, Big ben. The Big ben had Tommy John <laughs> surgery. I don't know. Is he coming back this year? I haven't heard any like rumors he's coming so. back. I'd, maybe. I don't know. I'd, I haven't heard anything. Um, I mean, they got a great defense. This, this was a bad year for him to get hurt. I mean, because they, they usually have a great <laughs> offense. Yeah. So, like, they usually have a very high-volume, high-flying offense, and then they just – he gets hurt, and the whole thing goes down on offense. Their defense is amazing. So, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, dude. The, the Steelers getting uh, Minka Fitzpatrick from the Fins Up Dolphins. No, uh, He's been a freaking beast for the Steelers. He's been amazing. A lot of people shitted on the – shitted? Shit. Shitted. Shitted. They shitted on the Steelers for making that trade for him. Like, what are you doing? And now he's completely helped the Steelers defense. That's crazy. See that just shift. One player just turned that whole team yeah. around. That's fucking nuts. nuts. Moving on though, <laughs> yeah. from all that ba- all that uh rambling that we just did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something else, though, because we got some key matchups coming up here. Key matchups in week what is it, week twelve in the NFL? Week twelve, I think it is. Yeah, it's week. It's gonna be week twelve. Week 12. It is week twelve. Uh, we got some key matchups. First of all, I want to talk about the big one, 
the the big shebang coming up Sunday night football between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara, Levi Stadium. Crowd's gonna go fucking crazy. Aaron Rodgers is probably gonna complaining at some point. I, I don't we'll see. Uh Jimmy G is gonna probably look shaky at times, but then he'll look like Joe Montana at other times. Then you're gonna have I don't know, you're gonna probably have Matt Breda just go off. Yeah, it's gonna be a freaking awesome game. I'm excited for that game. I hope the Niners kick Green Bay's ass. I want to see the Niners win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, because the Niners are nine and one right now. They should be ten and zero, but they're Chase Chase McLaughlin is a terrible. He's a terrible kicker in the worst moment. He's a bad kicker in the worst moments. He's a good kicker otherwise, though. But my point is, man, I'm excited for this game. San Francisco. Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers are eight and two right now. San Francisco's nine and one. I just squeaked. That's how excited I am. My voice just squeaked. So, I, man, that's gonna be a crazy game. What time are they playing at? Sunday night football, baby. Oh, Sunday night. Sunday okay. night football. So, who do you think? Who do you got for that game? San Francisco or Green Bay? What do you think? I'm going Niners, dude. I'm going Niners. Yeah. Um. It's a tough one to call because obviously they're both great teams. Um, but I just love the Niners' defense at home. Um, I think they're going to make a couple big plays that will turn the game around. Um, if they stop Aaron Jones, you know, stop him from running around. I'm not, not saying like, oh, just force Aaron Rodgers to throw. It's not that type of situation. But you at least take away one of their best assets with Aaron Jones running the football. It makes it a lot easier for you. Um, and Can I just intervene for one yes. second? Just for one second. I want Aaron Jones to score one touchdown for fantasy's sake. Just one. But the Niners still win. But the Niners still win. Yeah. Like Aaron Jones, you know, you, you can have him just like at like the five. You get a nice little touchdown, you know, whatever. Have get some points. Anyway, yeah. But Sorry, yeah, continue. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think too, like the Niners have a great defensive line. And uh, they'll be in Aaron Rodgers' face all day, I'm sure. Nick Bolsa getting in his face. Um, I'm very interested interested, bleh, to see what Matt LaFleur comes up with to try to beat the Niners' defense. Because I believe the Packers – oh, no, they played the Panthers last week, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, – and they, they, they barely beat the Panthers at all. Well, let's be real here. <laughs> um, but they'll still give a good game to the Niners. Should be really close – I, I like the Niners though. Here, here's a stat for everyone though. Um, Jimmy G does he has a little bit more interceptions than we want, right? But um, on the ten drives for the 49ers following uh, Jimmy G's interceptions, he's gone 32 for 35, 288 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions with 120 passers. Oh my gosh, Jimmy, my boy. What a freaking beast. So that's what's nice to see. Like, yeah, he does make those picks. So if he does throw one in the Packers game, it could definitely happen. But he bounces back from it. He doesn't let it get to his head. He can play very clutch. I don't know what it is. It's, it's almost like it's shaking the cobwebs off when he throws that pick. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm losing. Yeah, I'm ready to go yeah, now. He's, he's almost like kind of more relaxed. Maybe he's like, all right, let's fun, let's fun go do it. And it's let's just, it's, it's, it, it's like the opposite of what other quarterbacks do. Oh, yeah. When other quarterbacks throw a pick, they're like, oh, shit. And then they try to become yeah. more perfectionists. They try to, they can. That's what happened to me when I was in careful. flag football. When I was in flag football, I threw they're a like, pick and I'm like, fuck. And then I just be so ah. nervous. <laughs> so I'd be so nervous about throwing picks. After that, and then I throw three more picks. <laughs> yeah, you're so nervous about it. You just start throwing more. Yeah, throwing, throwing more picks. The body with your Wrangler jeans on. My Wrangler jeans. Shout out to uh, Philip Rivers on that one. <laughs> so yeah, you but think the Niners are winning the Packers. Oh, the Niners, dude. I, I'm going to say thirty to twenty-two. San Francisco. 20. I thought for some reason I thought you said thirty. I was like 38, 22. 30 to twenty-two, San Francisco. Okay. What do you got? What's the final know. score? I'm, I guess I'll say I'll do 30-27. 30-27, San Fran? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Rookie of the Year. Who's it going to be? We'll, we'll try and analyze that. We'll analyze a little bit. We'll see what we're thinking. But we'll talk more about that when we get back. Love you. 
And welcome back bud. to Hey There Bud. We're back, back from break here. And like Shane promised earlier to all of us, we're going to talk about Rookie of the Year. I thought you were going to, talk, I thought you were going to say we're going to talk about practice. <laughs> we, we talk about we, practice. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever say that like during the press conference? No, I wish. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Like, bitch, talk about practice. We're talking about practice, man. Well, but for real, we're talking about rookie of the year. Yeah. And my predictions for rookie of the year. So far, so far, there have been some impressive rookies, man. Some impressive ones. And yeah, you said Dayhill. <laughs> what? Like, he's been around for longer than longer than yeah. Um, I mean, you, you got some talented rookies here. I mean, you got Quentin Nelson for the for the Jets. You you have Quentin Williams. That was the name was that's the name. Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams. Quentin well, Nelson. Alabama. Quentin Nelson. Somebody else. He's that uh, offensive lineman for the Colts. That's right, beast. and he's a beast. Quentin Williams, excuse me, beast of a rookie. Um, then you had <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> kind of hyped up now. I don't know. <laughs> like bobbing intro, your head back and the forth intro over there. Hyped up. Let's go, bud. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, so you got uh, Quinn Williams. You got Kyler Murray, obviously. You got um, who's the Patriots rookie receiver? I mean, I know he just came back from injury, but he's supposed to make a big impact. Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Yeah, that guy. He's he's supposed to be a big make a big impact in New England. I mean, he hasn't done a whole lot yet because he's been hurt, but from what I've been told, he's he's gonna be a stud. But uh, for my picks for rookie of the year so far, for the NFC, in my opinion, it should be pretty obvious. Kyler Murray for NFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, he is the sole reason that the Cardinals are even competing in any games, in my opinion. Kyler Murray is a very smart, talented, and just overall just mechanics and everything. Like he's just the quarterback you want to develop your team around. Yeah. I'm really impressed with what Kyler Murray has displayed on the football field so far this season. And he's really the only quarterback so far this season that's been able to tear the 49ers defense apart. Cause he's played him twice and he you know Kick their asses. I mean, he didn't. He didn't win either game. But He's had a couple of the, I believe, near top uh, best, at least passer ratings against the Niners' offense. Yeah. I mean, defense. Jeez. Yeah. So Kyler Murray, man, he's in my book. I don't think it should be. I think it's a unanimous decision for uh, Office of Rookie of the Year for the NFC. It's Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not, but that's what I feel. I think it's Jalen Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 th- I'm, I agree. It's, it's Kyler Murray. You know, he's the main focal point of that offense. Um, not that Daniel Jones was doing bad, but I still like Kyler Murray better. Um, you know, I think you know having you know Cliff Kingsbury there is a huge part of it. Um. You know, bringing that air raid type system where Kyler Murray's thrives in works really well. You know, um, it's nice to see, even though Kyler Murray's running a lot, he's sliding and getting out of bounds. He's not taking those hits. Um, he throws accurate for the most part. You do see some throws where you go, where the hell did that come from? Which I don't understand why that happens. Um, cause he does have pretty good throwing mechanics, but, um, obviously with a baseball background that helps. But, you know, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's pretty – I think it's pretty clear that he should be the favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year for the NFC. I mean, it, case closed, in my opinion. Even if he gets hurt the rest of the season, give it to him. The guy's a freak. Case Keenum closed. Oh, sh- shit. Bud. Bud. Um, so, yeah, r- Rookie of the Year offense, yeah. Pretty much Kyler Murray. Defensive Rookie of the Year, NFC. 
Um, also, in my opinion, is uh, I, I think there's one guy running away with it, and that's Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa currently leads the, all rookies in sacks with seven of them. The guy consistently week after week is pressuring the quarterback, just tearing tearing offensive lines apart, scaring the crap out of quarterbacks. I mean, Nick Bosa is the real deal, and everyone knew it when he was entering the draft. He was going to be the real deal. I mean, it's in the it's in the Bosa bloodline, man. His brother Joey is also a force to be reckoned with with the Chargers. And Nick Bosa is no different. Nick Bosa is a f- terrifying defensive lineman, man. He, he really is impressive to watch, especially because he's a rookie. And he's just terrorizing quarterbacks. In my opinion, Nick Bosa, to me so far, will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now, we do still have uh, six weeks left in the season. But, man, from what I've seen from Nick Boza, I don't see how he doesn't win defensive rookie of the year at this point for the NFC. Yeah, it looks like to, to the you know the sports betting, you know, he's the favorite to win. Um, you know, I think it helps that he's on a good team as well. You know, you get more of the spotlight making big plays. Um you know, just in a good system overall, but still, he's he's still very talented, and as you know, he's been doing enough to be a favorite to win. You know, defensive rookie of the year in the NFC. I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't have much else to say. Just because like, <laughs> can't argue with it. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's he's pretty clear. You know? It's it's it, in my opinion, he's just above the rest. Him and Kyler Murray are just above mm-hmm. the rest for NFC rookies. Moving over to the AFC, though, I think it's a little bit closer. Yeah. Of a of a matchup there, uh, although on the offensive side, I think it's going to end up being Josh Jacobs. I mean, I he, love Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's fourth in the NFL in rushing yards with nearly a thousand rushing yards already, and we're only twelve or eleven weeks in. Um, and the Ra- oh, well, I should say the Raiders have only played ten games, and he has nearly a thousand yards in those ten games. I mean, the guy's on pace to get nearly 1,600 yards rushing. So, I mean, for a rookie, that's pretty spectacular. The guy, is, the guy is very good. And I figured he would be. I mean, he was regarded as one of the top backs in the draft for good reason. He's He has great vision. He He's he's very quick on his feet, very light on his feet, and he's got some power to him too. I mean, Josh Jacobs, he has, he's a complete package for running back, man. And uh, – and yeah, I, I definitely think he's gonna win the AFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, you know, like um, sometimes with rookie running backs, it's easy to be like, "Oh, well, this guy just has a lot of speed," or "This guy's just a powerhouse." It's nice to see him be a very good mix and have just like, is this is like his fundamentals as a running back are great. You know, he's a top ranked PFF running back in the league, I believe, um, which you know doesn't automatically mean he's the best because you know it's still technically opinion no right what pfs says <laughs> um but yeah you know it's uh he's one of the best in the league right now he's uh i don't it, it's just nice to see back that doesn't rely too much on any one sort of thing um you know he's under john gruden's done a great job with the with the raiders this year um which wasn't expected um but yeah you know he just he, you know, like you said, he's got great vision. If he's going between the tackles and go outside the tackles, um, he falls forward. Um, he, his, his feet, he can uh, he sets it up well, so he'll square him out and then jump off them um, when he's hitting the hole. So, yeah, I think that that one's um, definitely, I think, pretty clear too on the AFC side for for Josh Jacobs, just because how how good he really is doing. He's little, he's he's playing at an elite level for a rookie, so that's hard to argue too. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I I don't I don't know if uh if he's much of a blocker. I, I haven't really heard much about him being a good blocker. I haven't heard about that much either. But I mean, he, he's one of the main focal points of that Raiders offense, and one of the main reasons why Derek Carr is so successful. Because if you have a if you have a, a well, <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> did a little, did a, for, the, for those who uh, didn't see that, uh, Vinny did a little some sort of chop 
of motion. Chopping motion. Chopping motion of some kind. It was like a tribute to both the Karate Kid and Top Chef. <laughs> what? I've been up for a while. I've been up for a while. I've been up for a So, yeah, I mean, with, it's it's easy for Jer- Derek Carr to be a good quarterback with Josh Jacobs being this good, too, because with him being this yeah. effective in the running game, opens up the pass game, obviously, with the play action and whatnot. Classic. Der- so, I mean, Josh Jacobs is one of the main focal points of this offense, and he has absolutely proven himself every single game. And a good point to jump off this is that the first-round pick, they only have Josh Jacobs because they traded Khalil Mack. That's true. Wow. And they still have draft picks. Um, at least – I think they have two more first-round draft picks for, for Kilo Man. Man, John Gruden has uh, proven a lot of people wrong, including myself. I I thought it was a joke Did you? when the when the when the Raiders hired him as head coach, but he just uh, proven a lot of people wrong so far. I mean, I don't know if the Raiders are going to make the playoffs. Who knows? Because uh, it's, it's still a toss-up there in the AFC West between them and the Chiefs, but they're making noise at least, and uh, a big part of that has to do with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you know, I didn't – when they traded at first, I was like, oh, that's stupid. And I was, well, at first I was just kind of pissed because he went to the Bears. You know, I'm like, damn it. Now I have to deal with him. Yeah. Um, but part of me was like, well, I mean, when you're a coach and you get hired for 10 years, you're a 10-year contract. $100 million. To, yeah, you want to build your team how you want it. Sometimes you have to make a trade like that. Even though how good Khalil Mack is, sometimes like, well – we have Khalil Mack, but is it clear that he's going to really help us get to the playoffs and and you know be a contender? At that point, it really wasn't, and they really wanted to build for the future and build a team that he wanted to build that he thought would be successful. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. First round picks don't always turn out, but this one really did, and um, he's turned out pretty well too. So um, the Raiders, at least for now, are looking very smart with that trade. At least just. As a team, they're looking pretty good. Yeah. So far, so good, Jacobs. Keep it up, bud. Uh, then for the defensive rookie of the year, this one is um, a, a little bit harder. This one's a little harder to figure out. I, I don't, I see a lot of top candidates here. Yeah. But one isn't really breaking out from the rest to me. Um, there is one, I think that I think has the best chance at this point. Hmm. And the- <laughs> sorry, is there a, is there a dog in is here? A dog? I, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought I heard a, a, a dog come in into the podcast. It was for a quick little oh. second. Oh, oh he back. <laughs> sorry for those, uh, for those not, uh, aware of what, what a dog is. Um, it's just, you know, it's just a dog bringing the heat, you know, you got to let the dog out a little bit. got to let the dog out a little bit. You know, an hour hour before work, you start getting a little growling action going. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow's my Friday. You know, tomorrow's Friday, mm-hmm. um, obviously. <laughs> uh, Friday. My Friday, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so maybe, who knows, maybe I'll start growling a little bit at yeah. work. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's like a half hour before you get all excited. The dog's coming out. Yeah, Again, the, dog. the dog's coming out. And then and then once uh, 4.30 hits, I'm going to be howling in the fucking parking lot yeah. walking my car just like you did today i did i i was ground a little bit at my desk <laughs> and then that, it hit five o'clock yeah that's about the time the dog started coming. starting to wake up a little bit because i yeah. have uh, i work four four days a week so when <laughs> when it's thursday it worked you know quite a bit during the week already you know the dog's coming out baby so i hit yeah. the parking yeah. lot right when i come off Dog's awake. He's ready. He's ready. No, he's ready for the weekend. He's all, you know, he's barking. He's barking, you know. Get to the car. I haven't, uh, I haven't so tried to weird. Try to howl yet, but I'm going to try to howl next week, see how it goes. Oh, dude. Maybe, maybe wake him up with a howl. Has the dog evo- evolved into a howl? Has <laughs> the dog evolved? <laughs> oh, my God. We need to go to bed. Holy shit. Oh, what the heck? 
Yeah, that's us. You, you got to see, we're, we're we're great men of depth. See, we we asked that earlier. I yeah, think we proved it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's here's the deal. We were barking at the Timberwolves game for a reason. <laughs> if you didn't hear in the last podcast, yeah, with it wasn't my brother. for like no random nonsense. No, 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 no. We were bringing the boys. We were bringing the dogs yeah. to the yard. We, I mean, there were the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves. <laughs> so now, so, so <laughs> he's already got the howl going. Uh, so that 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 might be a more frequent occurrence in these podcasts. So if you don't like the barks, if you're offended by them, I mean, let us know. But you might have to get used to them. You might just have to get used to the barks. And you'll probably start barking yourself. You'll be excited. Who knows? That. Maybe you'll start barking with us, bud. And at your when you have an hour before you got to get off work, you'd be like, oh, oh, no, I'm oh, growling no. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe at your desk, you're probably thinking to yourself like, oh, man, I'm feeling a little funny right now. I'm feeling a little something different in my in my in my stomach. My, my brain's not feeling right. Then all of a sudden, you just you almost feel sick. Yeah, it, it, for a split second, yeah, yeah. and then all, then all of a sudden, you just it feels great. <laughs> just, just, oh, come and, on! And then and then the dog gets unleashed when you clock out of work. Yep. And then it's then it's the weekend, and you can unleash the beast. Come running out! And that's exactly what Devin Bush is about. He's a dog. Devin Bush is a freak. Devin Bush, Devin Bush baby. is leading the rookies in tackles with how many does that say? What does that say for tackles? 46 solo tackles. 46 solo tackles. Two picks. Two picks. Uh, four fumble recoveries. A touchdown. In my opinion. Although it is close because there's also Quentin Williams, like we talked about before. And Quentin Williams... Are you all right, Vinny? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what the hell are you laughing about? I don't know. Keep going about Devin Bush. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Devin Bush, he's uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, he's been a focal point for that defense along with Micah Fitzpatrick. But then you have Quentin Williams for the Jets. Let me pull up Quentin Williams' stats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but then you have Quentin Williams. 20 tackles. 20 tackles for a defensive tackle. That's actually pretty solid. Yeah. Two and a, what does it say? Two and a half sacks? One and a half. One and a half sacks. Pass deflection. I mean, Quentin, Quentin Williams is a beast, too. Uh, watching watching his film, yeah, he's 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 the real deal for the Jets, man. But in my opinion, Devin Bush is the winner. He, he'll end up being the winner for defensive, defensive rookie of the year for the AFC. You know, I want to agree, but I think we should change it up. I'm going Quinn Williams, um, just because the Jets, uh, um, their de- their run defense is one of uh, ranked one of the best in the league, and he's on a Greg Williams defense. He's not that good of a defensive coordinator. He's he's able to help out that Jets defense and stop the run. Good point. Their, their pass defense is trash, and they have a top ranked run defense. I think he has a big part in that. Well, I'm glad that we finally disagree on something. Yeah. The first three, I was after the first three uh, picks, I was kind of worried because I'm like, you know what, like, the, but those are very obvious picks. Yeah, I think. it's not as you know because we we disagreed about plenty of stuff before, but this one seems a little bit more like you know it's probably going to be this guy, this guy, this guy. But at least I think these two are a little bit closer than the other three, right? Yeah, so we'll see what happens as the season plays out, but. Yeah, it's going to be a, a close one for defensive rookie of the year for the AFC. It, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch the rest of the season here. Um, talk, talking about uh, let's see here, big matchups coming up. We already did go over that a little bit, didn't we? <laughs> Man, holy shit! What time is it? We got eleven forty. Sorry, we were reading a list and we're a little off script yeah, we, a little we bit. Went up early. We had to get up Not that we're reading a script, but we kind of have a little like playbook yeah, that you we gotta, do. Yeah, set it up. Yeah, I guess we have a little setup that we do. Um, well, we do have a tank for Tua watch still. We have, we, we got to talk about the tank for Tua mm-hmm. watch every single week. We want to break it down a little bit. Um, or bus for Burrow. But yeah, that's true. That here's the thing. For those who are not aware, um, Tua Tagovailoa, I said his name right, I'm pretty sure. South Powell. Uh, from Alabama 
stupid Roll Tide, Crimson Tide, whatever. I don't really care about Alabama. <laughs> roll Tide, baby. Um, fins up. Um, Tua injured his hip in a pointless passing play when they were up by 28 points before halftime. Uh, and Harry, he injured his hip, and he's out for the rest of the season. Some people, or a lot of people, I should say, are worried that his draft stock is falling now because of this injury. And that means that uh, Joe Burrow might end up going number one now instead of Tua. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, if I were an NFL team owner or GM, I wouldn't look at Tua's injury and take it too seriously for the long term because, I mean, he's still going to be a phenomenal quarterback in the NFL, I think, and regardless of because this injury is not going to change who he is as a quarterback. Yeah. It's just a freak accident. It is what it is. However, um, uh, Joe Burrow, since Tua got hurt, I think by default, he might end up being the number one overall pick. So maybe you're right. Maybe we should say a uh, bust for Burrow. Yeah. You know, this is a tough spot for teams looking for a quarterback um, early on. And, um, cause you know, well, to a, you, you, you was like the obvious choice, especially before the year. And then throughout the years, like, well, now Burrow's looking really good. And then now to gets hurt. So, um, I mean, what could happen? You could legitimately pick Tua, and then his hip injury is worse than seems and aggravates throughout his career and turns into Sam Bradford. Um, well, <laughs> let's, let's not get carried away here. Jeez, um, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Jinky Scoob. Okay, and then um, you know, if you uh, if you don't pick him and he's fine, you know, and he goes off to you know have a great career, it, it, it's a tough spot. I mean, that's for like pretty much picking any quarterback, but it's definitely tougher to. Uh, or if you're picking him because you don't want to be the team that passes up on him because of an injury, but you're also scared if you do pick him and he has this big injury and if it's actually worse than seems, you know, you wasted your first pick on somebody, you know, who gets, who, you know, re-aggravates a yeah. pretty serious injury. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I'd pick on. I don't, I don't, I, it, if I'm the Vikings, right. The Vikings. If I don't care, like how good Kirk Cousins play this year, like I, I still like Kirk Cousins. You know, I'm sure people have listened and heard that I'm still a fan of Kirk Cousins, but I still want them to pick Jalen Hurts in probably the second round. I think more teams should be more prepared for grooming younger quarterbacks, especially if there's like a lot of depth at the quarterback position like this year it is. Um, I mean, if Kirk Cousins like goes on and like does some crazy shit, like helps us win the Super Bowl this year, if I'll get signed, I don't care how long he's fucking signed for. We want a Super Bowl, but you know, even if he plays really well, we make a playoff run, you know, it's not like his fault or whatever, but I still think we go Jalen Hurts and you know, why not take the chance? It's a second round pick, whatever. I like Jalen Hurts. So, Okay. Jalen Hurts seems like a pretty solid choice, too. But when it comes to Tua and Joe Burrow, um, whoever's going to go number one, I mean, like I said, it might end up being Burrow going number one. Here, here's, where, here's where we are at in terms of the tanking for the NFL. we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who are somehow still winless. They're 0-10. They are eliminated from the playoffs. Um. And then you have the Washington Redskins with a one and nine record because Dan Snyder's a dog shit owner and a dog shit yeah, organization. Yeah. I cannot trash. say it enough. I can't stand Absolute Washington. Trash. I cannot stand that team because of that owner. He's a terrible owner. Trash. And he's going to draft terribly. So he, if the if Washington gets the number one overall pick, he's going to find a way to screw up that pick. Even if he gets the pick right, he's going to screw up that player. Oh yeah. That team is absolutely cursed with Dan Snyder's owner. So. Unless he sells the team, the Washington's screwed. Um, anyway, sorry, that's my two cents in Washington. Sorry, I don't mean to be too angry about it, but I just can't stand what a team uh, has this shit even owner. Uh, 
Um, because then the fan base gets pissed off and you don't want to piss off the fan base. Anyway, the players are playing injured and all this shit and they don't care. It's, it's weird. It's, it's terrible. It's a mess, dude. It's bad. Um, so right now, Cincinnati, 0 and 10, um, they're definitely, I don't think they're going to go with Ryan Finley as quarterback of the future by any means. (laughs) Ryan Finn, Finn's up. (laughs) Finn's up, dude. So... Uh, they have the Bengals, 0-10. Yeah, they're, they're on their way to getting the number one pick. Unless, they're picking a quarterback, I believe. Yeah, they're probably going to pick a quarterback. Then I could see him drafting Burrow. I could see it, too. From, from, from right now, I mean, the, they're projected number one pick. They'll probably get, they'll probably pick Burrow. Uh, then you have Washington, and then followed up by Miami. We all thought Miami, at the beginning of the year, was going to get the number one overall pick. But they've won two games because Ryan Fitzpatrick it's refuses magic. to lose. He refuses to lose games that they're trying to lose. That's the problem. That's the problem with Fitz Magic is that you don't know what you're going to get with him. One game, like you're trying to, so hard to win the playoffs if you're the or to make the playoffs if you're the Jets back in 2016, I think it is or 2015, yeah. whenever he was a starting quarterback of that team, and he was playing lights out football. They finished 10 and six, missed the playoffs because Fitz Magic. Ran out in week seventeen. Mm-hmm. When when you try when you are trying to rely on Fitzpatrick to win a game for you, he cannot do it. When you're trying to rely on Fitzpatrick to lose a game for you, he cannot do it. He doesn't listen to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fins up, bitch. Um, I think he's like the ultimate wild card quarterback. <laughs> Who's more wild, more of a wild card than Ryan Fitzmagic, dude? Honestly, nobody. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think there's anybody, anybody as wild of a card yeah. as him. That guy is the pure definition. Like if you see the words "wild card" in a dictionary, his picture is going to be yeah. right next to it. I mean, he's cutting the brakes with that magnificent he's, beard. Yeah, he's cutting brakes. You know, cutting the brake lines. He's jumping out, saying "wild card," and he's. Uh, did you get the reference? Huh? I mean, yeah, I did, but who knows if our viewers did. Viewers, listeners, listeners. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's the ultimate wild card player, and that's why he's on a wild card team. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Dolphins are just trash, but I mean, yeah. the Dolphins are trading me all their top talent to get draft picks, stockpile draft picks. They're doing John Gruden right. I, I mean, the Dolphins, I think, are going to draft a quarterback in this year's draft. <laughs> yeah. They are going to draft somebody to start at quarterback next year. I don't care who it's going to be, but the Dolphins will be taking somebody. I mean, I like Josh Rosen, but he's clearly not a fit for Miami. They don't believe in him. Draft a different quarterback. Man, Josh Rosen's like, uh, he's he's going to end up a journeyman quarterback, isn't he? Man, I hope not. I think he's better than that. But he could get stuck in that kind of cycle of going to these bad teams who's like, oh, we'll take a shot at him, but they're so terrible that, you know, there's no way you can perform that well and, and then especially ev- develop that much and it just never starts. Running. And then and then eventually he'll be thirty one years old on his seventh NFL team, and then the teams at that point will be like they won't be no longer we'll see what he's got. It's more just gonna be yeah. like you're gonna be at the bridge quarterback until the rookie's ready to go. Then he could be the new Fitz Magic. And then he could be the new Fitz Magic. Whoa. Holy shit. He'll be the new wild card. Oh, that would be great, dude. <laughs> Josh Rose is a new wild card. Whoa. That's what he's being groomed there for. <laughs> the Dolphins are grooming him to be the next Ryan Fitzmagic. People think he's not developing. He's Whoa. developing right before our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We just, uh, I think we just broke the NFL. Man, wide open. Broke it wide open. Twitter's going to break now. So, yeah, uh, Bengals are probably going to take... Burrow, number one at this point in life. Uh, Washington's probably going to take Tua, and then Tua's going to tank hard for Washington because screw you, Dan Snyder. God, I hope they don't take him. Gosh. Um, But, yeah, we're going to take another quick break here, uh, and we'll just wrap this up here once we get back. Love you. Bud? You there? Oh, yeah. You are there. Welcome back. Man, we missed you guys. We missed you so much we came back very quickly this time. Yeah, dang right. We uh we just want to wrap this up really quick because we want we want to talk about one more segment. 
Uh, and that segment is go for football. This whole podcast, by the way, is has been exclusively football. Um, we are going to make up for that next week by talking exclusively hockey. And long overdue. Long overdue. We, we, we don't talk about hockey as much as we would like hey, to in this podcast. We're a Minnesota sports podcast, too. Man. Yeah, we're in Minnesota. Fuck yeah. We, gotta, we got to be able to talk more about hockey. So next week, we're going to go over hockey exclusively. Talk about the Wild. We're talking about any NHL team that we can think of. Mm-hmm. And we talk about games that college have happened. Hockey. College hockey. College um, hockey. my school. Yeah, and maybe. started in high school? Uh, maybe, yeah, I think they might have just started. Um, but yeah, I I definitely think we need to go over that a lot more. Yeah, and so that'll come next week. But uh, to wrap up this week's podcast, we want to talk about what happened to the Gophers uh, in football. They were nine and zero heading into the game against Iowa, um, and Iowa pulled the upset. They they beat uh, the Gophers twenty. Three to nineteen was it, and Tanner Morgan in the final drive got a concussion, um, and the backup quarterback, what's his name, backup quarterback? Oh boy, they um, I can't remember his name. There's a couple backup quarterbacks. The one that entered the game. Point is, he came in threw a pick. Gover's lost, and uh, it was. Um, it was a that was a really close game, and it was a game that the Gophers had every chance to win. And uh, Iowa, hats off to them, man. They played they played really they played well. Their best game. That was their best game of the year for sure for Iowa. They stepped they stepped up big time, and so props to them. So, yeah, I mean the Gophers are no longer undefeated. They're nine and one. They now rank tenth in college rankings. Um, what what did you think of the game? What do you think for the Gophers going forward? Um, well, it was obviously disappointing. You know when you know when you have a big you know win against Penn State, it's pretty much their biggest win like last fifty years. And then you have to you know all right now time to play another <laughs> conference opponent and play them on the road and you know another ranked good football team and then you know that's hard to just get right back to it. Um, I feel like that was clearly part of it because they looked really. That was the flattest they've ever looked this year, starting out a game. Um, they've been pretty sound for the most part. So, you know, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Iowa's like still a good football team. You know, they're they're top twenty five. They're a good football team. We're on the road. We haven't won in Iowa in a long time too. So, um, you know, it was, it was a bummer. You know, because they're a big rival, but. You know, the the main thing I saw is just a lot of it's our own mistakes really beat ourselves. Um, you know, I still believe in them to go to win the next two games. I still, I mean, it's Northwestern. I mean, I don't think they should be sleeping when going to Northwestern. But, um, you know, when we do play Wisconsin, that'll be a big game. I do think we should be able to beat them. But still, um, it's going to be a tough game to win because it's Wisconsin. Um, but I, I believe that they can win the next two and hopefully uh, have a good shot at becoming one of the one of the more top uh, at least who hopefully get too close more closer to top five rather than on the bottom half of the top ten you know get closer to the top five than more um, where they are right now barely cracking the top ten um, yeah I'm I'm still very excited about the season because you know we're obviously going to get more recruits just because we beat Penn State. And we have a possibility of going eleven and one, and you know, regardless of what PJ Fleck did this weekend, we, he's been a great coach and a great leader. And the main thing is, I'm just excited, so excited for just the future of this program um, moving forward. Hopefully, they uh, can keep it up, man. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. They uh, they play Northwestern. And uh should be a win for that for for that team and then they finish it out against Wisconsin. Wisconsin at home. It's gonna be a tough game for the Gophers, but if they can pull it out, we'll see what happens. I mean who knows, maybe I mean there's I don't think they're gonna be in the college football playoff no, anymore. I don't see it but now. 
I mean, I mean, it was still fun. it was still fun while it lasted, and the the Gophers will probably get a higher end bowl game. Yeah, and it'll be a fun bowl game to watch. So they'll get a big bowl game here. Big so. bowl game. It'll be fun, and uh, yeah. But yeah, that that about wraps it up here, yeah. uh, boys and girls. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, like I said, we'll be talking about hockey. The whole podcast, the hockey edition podcast. So uh, stay tuned, and we will see y'all next week. Have a good night, everyone. Love you, bud. But...